the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. Have you ever asked yourself the question, who is Jesus or what does it mean to be saved? How about questions like, what is eternity? Or is there a real God and where is he when I'm really suffering? These are just some of the topics we explore every day on this program. In these challenging times, we believe that God's word is the source to all our answers. So if you can, get out your Bibles. And let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message for us today. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to 2 Corinthians. Everybody say 2 Corinthians. There's two Corinthians. There's a first and a second. So we want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Now, if you've never read through uh, 2 Corinthians, there are three things that you see over and over and over through the whole letter. The first thing, Paul, who wrote it, is defending uh, his apostleship, his authority. The reason he does that, you have to remember, this book was written to Christians who lived in a carnal city named Corinth. Bunch of C's there. Christians in a carnal city named Corinth. And you can imagine in a church that's full of carnal Christians that everyone's kind of living by their own set of rules. They're all saying, well, I I know that Paul says that. This is how I live. This is how I live my life. And who's that guy to tell me how to live my life? So Paul, throughout this entire uh, letter, he over and over reaffirms his authority as an apostle and as a spokesman on behalf of God. In other words, Paul says, "When, when I'm talking to you, Uh, this is ordained of God, these words that you're hearing. You can understand, it makes sense, right? The second thing that he does throughout the whole letter is he's constantly calling the church to be different than the way the world lives, to live a holy and a pure life, even though you're living in a carnal city. In other words, you can't influence the world if you're living like the world you got to be different than the world if you're going to influence the world. And so he's always saying, don't be a carnal Christian. The third thing that is the ultimate reason why he keeps telling the church, you've got to start acting like Christ and not the world, is because ultimately we're trying to reach people that are yet to be saved. And if you're living just like the world lives, then you're going to be ineffective and trying to reach the world. I want, to, I want you to go to the end of chapter 10, verse 15 and 16. He says, our hope, everybody say our hope, is that as your faith continues to what? To grow. In other words, as you mature, as you grow in your faith, uh, our activity among you will be greatly expected. God's going to keep doing some wonderful things here. 
But the reason we want to grow in our faith, so that verse 16, that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. In other words, we're spending so much time trying to get you to live right. We don't have enough time to do what we really want to do. And that is to go find people who've never had a chance to hear the gospel. I want you to think about this church that you're sitting in right now. 90% of what we do around here is trying to get church folks to mature and become like Christ. And we spend so much time just trying to help you that we have very little time left over to do what we've been called to do, which is to help reach more people with the gospel. Does that make sense? All right, so let's go back to the beginning of chapter 10. I'm going to show you three verses, and each verse has one point. I want to speak to you about demolishing strongholds. Here's the first verse, verse 3. For though we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. For though we live here in Los Angeles... We do not wage war the way Los Angeles wages war. Point number one, write this down. We are in a war with this world featuring every imaginable skirmish. Oh, brothers and sisters, we're fighting battles everywhere we turn. Everyone in this room is fighting some kind of battle. Some battles are serious. Some battles are silly. Uh, is there anyone here like me? You're fighting the, the battle of the bulge. <laughs> how, how many of you fighting the battle of the bulge right now? Just a little bit. I heard about a guy went on a diet. He drove past a donut shop that had, it was a really, really good donut shop. And he was thinking to himself, how good would a cup of coffee be and a really good donut taste? But in his mind, he was thinking, you know, I really shouldn't go. I just shouldn't go. And then he started to think, well, maybe I should go. And then he thought, here's what I'm going to do. If there's a, I'm going to drive by the donut shop. And if there's a parking spot right in front of the door, I'll see that as a sign from God that I'm supposed to stop. And sure enough, he said, I drove past that donut shop 12 times and I, and finally found that parking spot. We fight all kinds of battles, don't we? We win some and we lose some. Some battles are more serious than others. It's not always just a battle between opinions or a battle between preferences or taste. Sometimes it's a battle for the heart. It's a battle for our soul. It's a battle for the mind of men and women. It's a battle for our family, a battle for our children, a battle for our marriage We are in a battle right now for our nation. We're in a battle for our church. There's a battle between good and evil. There's a battle going on between God and Satan. Every Christian should know Ephesians 6 verse 11. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's what? Schemes. That devil, that devil's got a thousand ways to mess you over. And the Bible says in verse 12 that our struggle, our battle, it's not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The Bible tells us there's a hierarchy 
of invisible and diabolical organized enemies that fight against us. And they are under the command of the prince of darkness, the father of lies. And he has a plan to sabotage your life and to ruin your family. He's out to destroy your marriage, to ruin your children. He has methodically set out to hurt you, to harm you, to deceive you, and ultimately to destroy you. But Paul tells us in that third verse, yes, we're at war with this world that we live in, but we do not wage war as the world does. We're engaged in every imaginable skirmish. Yes, but write this down. He wants you to know that as Christians, we're supposed to fight different than the way the world fights. We're supposed to fight different. Paul is saying we walk in the flesh, but we do not war in the flesh. Our enemy is not flesh and blood, and therefore our weapons cannot be weapons of flesh and blood. The battles we face may be within man, but it's not between men. We need to understand we've been trying to defeat a spiritual enemy with carnal weapons. There's all kinds of carnal weapons, weapons that the world uses. There's all kinds of things that the world thinks, well, if we just had this, we could solve all of our problems. These things do not solve all our problems. I could give you a hundred. Let me give you three. Write this down and don't anybody get offended by this. But education is not the answer. Some people are convinced If people just were better educated, we wouldn't have all of our problems. Well, I want you to know that Nazi Germany was educated. Adrian Rogers says you can take a man and give him an education without teaching him about the Lord Jesus Christ. And what what have you made? You've made a more clever devil of a man. Take an innocent man. He may steal some fruit from a boxcar. Give him an education. He'll steal the entire train. I'm not against education. Hear me out. I'm for all the education we can. But education cannot change a man's heart. Number two, legislation is not the answer. Let me tell you, the government can pass all the laws it wants to pass. But laws do not change a man's heart from within. You remember the story of the mother who told her son, son, sit down. And that boy, he would not sit down. She said, son, I told you to sit down. That boy refused. And so that mother went over to that boy, just picked him up, pulled his legs out from underneath him, sat him in that chair, said, now, son, you sit in that chair. He sat there for a few minutes. He was simmering. He looked over at his mom. He said, mom, I may be sitting on the outside, but I want you to know I'm standing up on the inside. Legislation cannot change a man's heart. Number three, environment cannot, is not the answer. Man, if, everyone only had, if we only had better jobs, if, we, if everybody had larger incomes, if everybody had a better neighborhood, we could, all, we could change mankind. Listen, I want to ask you a question. Where did mankind get in trouble in the first place? Do you know where mankind first got in trouble? in the Garden of Eden. Why, it was a perfect environment. It was called paradise. You're not going to find a better environment than the Garden of Eden. And yet that's where we got in trouble. 
Listen, I'm all for better housing. I'm all for better jobs. No, I'm not running for governor of California. But I'm all for cleaner streets and safer streets and trying to reduce emissions. I'm all for that. But none of those things deal with the matter of the heart. And the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. The only thing that can change your heart is the spirit of a living God. It's the only thing that can change your heart. Nothing else. And the only way you're going to change man's heart is by being involved in spiritual things. The second verse I want to look at today is verse 4. Verse 4 reads, The weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, our weapons have divine power to demolish what? Strongholds. I want you to write this down. Point number two. We demolish strongholds by implementing and using divine weapons. You say, well, what is a stronghold? A stronghold is a fortress. That's what that word means. It's a fortress within your mind. It's an area of your life, an area of your heart, primarily in your mind, that's under the control of the devil. It's a pattern of your life that is deeply entrenched. You habitually depend on, you perform, most often don't even recognize how they are hurting your spiritual life. You're not even aware of it sometimes. I want to ask you how long, how long have you been struggling with some sinful habit? Most of us, most of us, our entire life. Most of us could name some sin that we've struggled with every day of our life. And if it's not been your whole life, even if it's only six months, if it's only been six weeks, if it's been six days, it becomes a stronghold. The truth is we all fight these battles and a stronghold is that place, that person, that predicament in your life that you have not yet overcome. It has its grip on you. It hinders you. It impedes you from reaching your full potential in Jesus Christ. It's that one area of your life that you battle every single day. And all of us have these strongholds. For you, it could be racism or prejudices. Oh, you've tried, but you can't stop judging people based on the color of their skin. Or maybe you judge people on past injustices that you've experienced. It could be some form of sexual immorality or even a form of sexual perversion. We know that many people struggle with a thing called pornography, like a vice grip. You've tried everything, but its poisonous fangs continue to lock into your heart and into your mind. For some, it's greed. You love material possessions. In fact, you all day, every day, you can't think about anything except how to acquire more material possessions. And it chokes your ability to allow God for you to, to, for him to rule and to reign in your life. For some, it may be a drug or perhaps alcohol, something that you've become addicted to. Maybe it was a generational curse that was passed down to you uh, from your father or from your grandfather for some of you, there's a generational curse that's being formed inside of you right now 
that's going to be passed down to your children and your children's children. For some, it's your tongue and the inability to speak kindly, the inability to tell the truth, the inability to speak without cursing or swearing. Maybe your stronghold is laziness or bitterness or depression or unforgiveness or pride or selfishness, one of a thousand other things. But somewhere along life's road, you gave the devil an inch and the devil came into your life and he set up camp and now he controls your every thought. That's a stronghold. It's a fortress. And the walls are high. And the walls are thick. And you've tried everything you can know. You try to bring those walls down and nothing seems to work. But if somehow you could understand the value and actually use and implement divine weapons, spiritual weapons, those strongholds in your life can be demolished. It's not firepower that you need, it's divine power that you need. The word demolished, write this down in your notes, it means to be destroyed or to be dethroned. I guess what you need to know, and this is good news, you don't have to live a life of being controlled by the strongholds in your life. Jesus came to set the captives free. And what that means is that he came to set you free from the strongholds that have held you prisoner. Jesus came to give you victory over the things of this world. That wall, that fortress, that stronghold will come down and will tumble down like a house of cards. If you'll implement divine weapons you say is that really possible oh yeah it's possible pastor are you sure oh yes i'm sure god is able god is able to knock down any stronghold in your life if you'll only use divine weaponry i heard about a lady before they say before before she got saved she was addicted to nicotine and to alcohol Every day, she, she, couldn't get, she, couldn't go, uh, she couldn't go a minute without smoking and drinking. And the day she got saved, God delivered her completely from nicotine. Never had another desire to smoke another cigarette. Just went away. Now, the desire for alcohol stayed in her. She struggled every day for the rest of her life. However, God gave her victory over both. One, she never battled again. The other, she battled every day. But God gave her victory over it. And God will give you victory over any temptation. I will tell you this. You say, well, why didn't God just remove both? He removed the temptation for nicotine. Why didn't he remove the temptation for alcohol? And just imagine if God removed every temptation you ever faced. Well, you'd never ever have a need or desire to trust or depend upon God. Because he did not take that one, he, she had to depend on him every single day. But ladies and gentlemen, God gave her victory over that stronghold every single day. The point remains the same. We can demolish, we can tear down, destroy any stronghold. If we use divine weaponry, God is the one who helps us. God is the one that helps us overcome. The Bible says that God will never ever tempt you beyond what you're able 
He'll never tempt you. We, we give in so quickly. We justify it. Uh, we compromise. And we say, well, I just can't do it. No, the Bible says that God will never tempt you beyond what you're able. Which means that God will give you victory over any sin, over any temptation, if you'll only trust in Him. I believe this. Now, the weaponry of choice, write this down, and this is not rocket science. It's praying to God, and it's the power of God's Word. Satan knows, he knows this, that if he can distract you, if he can tempt you, if he can derail you, if he can deceive you, that you will fall away from God and turn back to the world from which you came. You have to understand that this is not, this is not a game of tug-of-war. Tug-of-war is a game. It's just a silly game. One person gets on this side of the road, one person gets on, they pull, I've seen all kinds of, I've done it. How many of you have played tug-of-war? It's a game. This is not a game. This is a war, a battle. It's, it's World War III that's being fought for your soul, for your family, for your marriage. World War III being fought for your child, your heart, your body, your mind. Yes, Satan is on one side, and yes, God is on the other, and you're somewhere in the middle, and there's this battle, and God is calling you, he's convicting you, he's leading you, but Satan is trying to deceive you. He's working overtime trying to destroy you. And God in heaven has given you two supernatural weapons to defeat the enemy every single time. One is just praying. You've got to turn that phone off. You've got to turn that television off. You've got to stop listening to that bad music. And turn everything off and just pray. Prayer, prayer. You, when you pray, you, you just you walk into the presence of God. You're not going to go start committing sins when you're in the presence of God. You're just not going to do it. You understand that? And when you, when you read His Word, His Word is giving you direction on how to live in the will of God. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in in." In everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. 
If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. If you're like me, you've discovered there are some books in the Bible that are not always easy to navigate through. Like, for instance, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs contains 31 chapters and can be very daunting to go through if you are looking for a specific topic. That's why Pastor Dudley has created the perfect resource to help you with the book of Proverbs. It's called Proverbs in a Haystack, and it is our special offer for everyone listening today. Proverbs in a Haystack removes the challenge of searching through the book of Proverbs. It has over 2,000 topics that easily cross-reference to the exact chapter and verse you are looking for. This invaluable resource can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus radio ministry. You can receive your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack by calling us at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order this book directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know you will be blessed by this unique resource created exclusively by Pastor Dudley. So be sure to call right now and ask for your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.